Today, we are speaking with Drew Gunvall, Trump Victory Field Organizer in Brown County. He has been an amazing supporter and fighter for those conservative ideas in Northeast Wisconsin. He joined Trump Victory in November of 2019. When Vice President Pence came to Green Bay last year, Drew got to shake his hand and have a conversation with him. This is just one of the many amazing opportunities he had since joining Trump Victory. After this interview, we hope to shed a light on why getting involved now is more important than ever. Well, today we're joined with Drew. Hi, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, so at the beginning of every podcast, we usually ask the people that we are interviewing what they think their most important right and freedom here is in America. Um, so for me, um, I would normally say that like the rights that I believe in most are normally the ones that are just listed in the beginning of the Constitution. Um, I'm very like, traditionalist. Uh, I like smaller governments. So I like being able to have my own individual freedoms and rights in America. And I think that this is the correct place to do that. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so going kind of off of that, um, was politics something that you wanted to get involved with when you were younger? I think involved with is an interesting way to say it just because when I was younger, um, there's always something that I was just like, oh, that'd be really cool to be able to meet those people or travel out to the White House. Mm-hmm. And from there, it kind of just spread a little bit into an absolute like dream and reach goal of, oh, you know, I'd love to be in Congress or work on, you know, work in, you know, on, with someone that was in that position, work on their staff. And honestly, the having the job that I do right now was very, like, kind of came out of nowhere, and I wasn't necessarily expecting it. Um, at the time when I actually started to get involved in politics a lot more, uh, was when I received my medical discharge from the Marine Corps. So it was a little bit of a crazy time for me because I ended up going to college and had to apply and get in within about a week before classes started. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was a little bit crazy. And uh, so I was just trying to focus on only getting through classes. I wasn't prepared at all for starting college. Um, and then while I was starting, I managed to sit next to someone in one of my econ classes. And it, he looks at me and he's this big guy with a big bushy beard and, <laughs> you know and I was a little bit confused because I'm just sitting here and you know a small little freshman and this big guy that looks like he came straight out of the mountains looks at me and he just goes you play cards like well, I play a lot of cribbage with my family and I talked a little bit more and he goes you know I like you <laughs> and next thing you know we started talking a little bit throughout the next couple of weeks and then he asked me if I if he could um you know, if I could come and join him over at where he goes for his job, he just needed some people to show up to this little event he was throwing and didn't tell me anything about it. And next thing you know, I was sitting in the Republican Party of Brown County office and found out that he works for Trump Victory. So it's oh. kind of, you know, it's all started from there. It was pretty interesting because I wasn't expecting it. And now I'm in it and I love it. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool that those small interactions at first can transform, I guess, your whole journey uh into whatever you're looking to do so you kind of i guess that is kind of how you got involved with trump victory um so kind of explain like when you started what was your role and then what is your role now 
Uh, so what I did when I started off was I started off as a volunteer. Um, I was born in September of this year. And uh, basically all I was doing was um, kind of just trying to get to meet people. Um, and I started off with making some like political canvassing calls. Okay. Um, so that is for, you know, anyone that's when you receive calls, you know, on your phone and they just try to ask you, you know, one or two small questions about how you're thinking about the next election. So I started doing that a little bit and, um, it was just something that I found was really easy and an easy way for me to make some volunteer hours. And I felt like I was a little, I was doing a little bit more with my life than just going to school and doing nothing else. Okay. Um, and then what has been the coolest experience so far working with Trump Victory? Ooh, coolest experience was, so I had the chance to meet uh, Vice President Pence um, at the Green Bay Airport. Um, it, was, it was just otherworldly when I was able to go and meet him. Um, you know, and it wasn't just, oh, you know, I got to sit and wait at him while he was on the plane. Like he came over and shook my hand and, you know, I had a conversation with him and everything. And I've actually kind of found a funny video and, we're sitting and talking, and we started talking about the Marine Corps a little bit because his son is a Marine. And mm -hmm. started talking a little bit, and he gave me an actual shout out to the small crowd that was there. And uh, it got me onto the, the front page of you know USA Today and on, on his Twitter and a bunch of other small things. And the funny little video clip of him when he said it, he gave me a good punch on the shoulder. And <laughs> it's always funny to say, Oh, well, have you ever been punched by the Vice President of the United States? Because I have. Awesome. Yeah, and then I think I was actually at uh, that that kind of event in the airport as well when Pre when Vice President Pence came, and just my reactions from that was that it was just like a really cool experience. Um, so I can totally understand why that would be a cool experience as well. Um, so going kind of off of that, this election did not turn off or turn out exactly how we planned, but November is right around the corner. Why is it important for people not to give up hope? So, yeah, we know that last week uh, was not, definitely not the result that we wanted or were like looking for. Um, but we do have to remember that going to this race, we weren't necessarily expecting to even have a chance um, as of last year. You know, we were looking at this race um, as we didn't have, you know, someone that we were trying to look for for a nominee um, but the Democratic Party did have their presidential primary roped into the same election. So that's definitely just going to increase turnout for them every single time. Mm -hmm. So that really makes it a lot more difficult for us. Um, on top of that, we also had uh, different situations along with COVID-19 uh, that definitely affected turnout as well as the Green Bay mayor and the Milwaukee mayors uh, not accepting help from the National Guard and only keeping few polling places open which only discouraged people from coming out to vote even more. So we have to look at this instead of as a loss, we have to look at this as a way that we can try to build off of it. So the things we have to really do is try to get fired up and realize that all of us need to come out and do our part. And we have to realize that, you know, as long as we do that, November will not go the same as last week, but we have to still know again, you know, we all have to try to get involved. We have to be making phone calls. We have to get the name awareness out there. Let everyone know, you know, when and where to vote. Get everyone registered to vote so that we can actually win this November. Okay. Awesome. Um, so kind of going off of that, why should students get involved with Trump victory? So um, I think that students should really get involved with Trump victory just for the same exact reasons that I got involved in my first, you know, in the first place for me. Um, 
it's a way that you can get involved in doing something and, you know, start doing things other than school every single day, um, as well as just getting out there and doing some sort of volunteer opportunity. Um, that's an amazing way of doing it. Um, also, if you ever have time um, to put a little bit more time and effort into it, uh, we are offering a lot of internships, and that is also the route that I went. So the nice thing about internships for students is uh, both you can put that on your resume. It looks amazing that you did an internship while you were in school. And on top of our internships, too, a lot of our people will do uh, part-time jobs in this internship and school. Um, mm -hmm. It's a little bit to juggle, but, you know, it is possible to do. And another plus that I found out, at least with St. Albert, was that um, most of the time this will also cover uh, different credits that are within, you know, poli-sci related fields. So either a major or a minor. So me having a minor in poli-sci, um, I can do this same exact, you know, program that I'm doing right now and receive credit for it. And I can do that either, I think it's like four or five different semesters. I can do it for four credits each. So I look at it as I'm getting an entire semester free mm -hmm. or just doing, you know, you know, this internship or volunteer opportunity. Um, that literally we will offer to any any college student that wants to help out. Awesome. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a good reason. Um, so with this, some students might experience fears, um, such as I know when I first made phone calls, it was like, oh, these phone calls are scary or going door to door. It's like, what if people are like going to be angry? Um, what is some advice you can give to students that might have some fears in terms of like being getting involved so i'm not necessarily the person that likes just sitting in and especially calling people that i don't know and trying to essentially like you know ask for surveys um you know and we do live in the day and age of telemarketers most people are honestly just going to hang up the calls anyways but that's not something you have to worry about because all we care is about the numbers that you actually get. You know, we understand that people think that you're going to try to sell them something. It's just the day and age that we live in right now. Mm -hmm. So we don't, you know, we totally look past that. And then the thing that made it a lot easier for me too was, you know, when I, you know, when we would call someone, we wouldn't be sitting there and trying to have a 10 minute, you know, or a 20 minute conversation with people, not even a five minute long conversation. Um, essentially our entire script is, you know, when someone picks up the phone, I would say, hi, my name's Drew. I'm volunteer with Trump Victory. You know if you're going to be supporting President Trump this November. And that's essentially the end of the script. It's mm -hmm. a super, super quick. And then someone says yes or no, or I'm not sure. And then you just mark that in the survey. And next thing you know, you're done and you thank them for their time and you move on to the very next one. It's about a 10 minute or a 10 second long conversation. Sorry. Um, so it's super quick and easy to do. And um, honestly, it made it 10 times easier than I ever really thought it was. And it made it I made it scarier for myself than it ever really needed to be. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, as far as um, other fears, too, I know a lot of people don't necessarily want, you know, uh, it attached to their name, but they're doing things all the time for, you know, the conservative movement while they're out on, you know, college campuses. Um, but I just will say to everyone out there, um, it was a worry that was in the back of my mind very early on, um, just being the conservative that I am. Um, but I, I don't know if it's just because, you know, having been, you know, I have wanted to go into the military and, you know, serve in the Marine Corps. Uh, it was, I realized that there's bigger problems in life than that. So I would walk around on campus and, you know, back of my computer has a Trump pen sticker. I had one hanging up in my room, um, you know, and I, walk, I, I would feel fine with walking around with a mega hat on campus. And I think there was only once ever at least on St. Albert, and I know that that's kind of an, ex, you know, an exemption because it's a private Catholic college. 
Um, I only ever received once that someone said anything negative towards me. Oh, so wow. I think people really need to realize that, you know, what we see on the media isn't always what actually happens in today's world. So mm-hmm. we need to realize that, you know, there are supporters all always around you. Most most of the time, there's just not the initial push to try to get it out there and have people really uh, accept it and be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I can kind of allude to that as well. Um in society, I see a lot where people are like, oh, like name associations, like, oh, this is Trump, and they just associate him as like this bad guy. But as soon as they start to know, oh, these are his policies, this is what they're doing. And if the name wasn't associated with it, they'd most likely be okay with it, um, well, which I, I feel- I saw something pretty interesting. I, I believe it was Will Witt. Um, who put it out there, but he started putting, you know, like, he started asking people on very, on very liberal campuses, um, what they thought of a certain bill or, you know, a certain policy. Mm-hmm. And it would be, you know, a policy that, you know, President Trump has enacted. Most of the time, they're pretty popular ones too that are out there. And people would listen to it and he'd explain it out to them without attaching any names or labels to it. And most of the time, people would agree with it and they wouldn't. And it just kind of amazes me how much people care about the R or the D next to someone's name. Yeah. And it's, you know, at the same point, we look at it and we're, we're all human beings. We're all Americans here. That's what mm-hmm. we need to be. That's, that's what our label needs to be. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Um, and then is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, Will or Emily, do you want to ask Drew a question? I don't have any off the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so how could some students get connected with you, Drew, if they were interested in joining Trump Victory? Um, so there's a bunch of different ways that you're always you know, able to get involved. Um, I would say the first and easiest way is getting involved and contacting me through you know, anyone that's on the show right now, whether it would be Emily, Matthew, or Will. Um, that is the easiest way to do it. Otherwise, you can always feel free to contact me via my my phone number, um, which I can give to you in an email. So if you ever want to email me, my email is dgunville, G-U-N-V-I-L-L-E, at wisgop.org. Or you can find me on Twitter, and I believe my Twitter handle, I should know this off the top of my head, um, my Twitter handle is drew underscore gunville. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us today, Drew, and continue to be supporting those ground supporters that are making uh, changes in our community to hopefully turn out a good election this upcoming November. Yeah, all right, thank you all for having me on. Yes. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Drew. some current news after our discussion with Drew. We wanted to give you guys an update on some current things that are happening. Um, So a news article uh, published by MarketWatch titled, America's housing market is showing the first signs of trouble about the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, The article goes on to cite, in the weeks ending from March 21st to March 28th, Newly listed properties fell from 13.1 and 34% respectfully compared to the same time last year. Um, but 
when the economy shut down and when people aren't moving and not spending and many people are out of work, obviously we're going to see this. Um, but as soon as the economy opens back up, which today in a press conference um, tomorrow, Donald Trump will be discussing with area governors on how this will all happen. Um, and this leads us into another article by Market Watch stating the U.S. stock market may enjoy the biggest rally ever when the pandemic is over. And a lot of people have been saying that. Donald Trump has mentioned that, that we'd see the biggest bump back after this. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, this is going to lead us into a depression, which obviously I'm not no economist, um, but I think that this was an economic shutdown caused by the government. So as soon as we lift all these restrictions, uh, we should see a bump back in, um, bump back up. We already saw a large bump up compared to its low that happened a couple weeks ago. So that is also a promising sign. And today, um, many people received their stimulus packages um, of the $1,200 per individual into their bank accounts. And uh, PC, our PNC Bank uh, had some technical difficulties after this happened, according to the Pittsburgh Post. Um, so the amount of customers checking their bank account, I know earlier today I went on to my bank account and checked, and then I told all my employees to go on to their bank accounts and check. So I could tech, I could see how that um, affected that, but that's a good thing. And one thing that we should note is that back in 2008, it took weeks, uh, months for the stimulus to kick in. And I think that this administration did a good job helping to kick in that stimulus as soon as they could. So that is amazing. Um, and our next kind of Google trend, uh, Candace Owens, it was actually number five on the Google Trends when I checked it today, which is Wednesday. Uh, but she went into a Whole Foods grocery store and the police chased her down, stating that she needed to wear a mask and she wasn't wearing a mask. Um, according to a new order that was issued, um, stating that they needed to wear masks is where that came from. Um, but uh, according to Google statistics, the new cases that are originating in Washington, D.C. is actually dropping. So where do we draw the line? When do these regulations um, come about and or come to an end? is one of the main questions, like when are the governors going to hand um, back over control to the people is something a lot of people are asking. So today, I think President Trump did a very good job in alerting the American public um, that he will be talking and discussing these things tomorrow. Um, so again, he's having a meeting with the governors tomorrow and he said that we want to get our country back um, going as soon as we can. Um, so if we look across the United States, New York is obviously the hardest hit, um, but places like South Dakota um, isn't as hit as hard. Um, and she, Christy Nome, is their governor, 
And she, at the end of this podcast, we're going to play a short little press conference that she gave, um, kind of talking about her ideas for the state, which we find very enlightening. Um, and then to bring it back to Wisconsin a little bit, um, the new cases in Wisconsin have been dropping according to Google stats that I checked today. Um, but Governor Evers is still unsure if the executive order will be lifted on April 24th. And that's just a couple weeks, or not a couple weeks, that is a week and three days away. Um, do you guys have any comments on that, um, on our order not being lifted, lifted? What are your thoughts? If we know anything about Governor Evers, I wouldn't hold your breath until the night before. Because that seems to be when he likes to make his decisions uh, regarding, you know, some substi substantial uh, events going on in the state and in the nation. So, I mean, it's pretty moronic, if you ask me. But oh, hopefully yeah. He'll, hopefully he'll be a better leader this in the coming weeks. But, again, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, most definitely. I can remember two instances where that happened, where he was like, oh, we're not going to do a lockdown or a safer at home order. And then a couple days later, we had a safer at home order. And then, oh, we're going to hold elections in person. And then the night before, he tries to then shut down elections. And then that was overturned by the Supreme Court of Wisconsin, ultimately. And that brings me back to the idea of even during the Civil War, we still held elections, um, as elections are important uh, for America. During the swine flu, I mean, if you look at past, every 100-year cycle, we get new viruses, if you look at it. And I don't think they've postponed any of the elections. Um, but Evers also said, you know, it'd be unconstitutional for me to... Um, postpone an election like that through an executive order and then proceeds to do so to make the Republicans look bad. And I mean, that's all it is. He has lobbyists and donors who, you know, are directing him to do all this stuff. So it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately I think that just shows that, uh, the wide range in governors, in the United States is kind of frightening. There's some that are more constitutional, more Republican, and then some are more uh, Democratic and left-leaning. Um, this article from Fox News today uh, states, California's Newsom announces $125 million to fund um, coronavirus stimulus checks to immigrants in the state illegally. Um, when I first saw this, I'm like, oh, am I reading illegally and it's supposed to say legally? No, that is correct. Um, he's looking to give cash payments to adult immigrants living illegally. Um, it'll be a mix of taxpayer money and charitable, charitable donations from corporations um, that will then be given to 2 million immigrants living in the country illegally. Um, and... Ultimately, 75, they stated 75 million of the money is from taxpayers and 50 million is from the group of charities who have already committed. Um, but then, like, 
when does this stop? Like, who are we all going to give money to? Like, and how are we going to track this? Um, later in the article, it says, um, Newsom said the money will not be distributed based on income. Their personal information will not be required to get those support. <laughs> then that begs the question, how many people are going to come across the border or request money? Like, how are we going to track this? And why should we be giving money to illegal immigrants in the first place when we're all taxpayers? Now, many of them do pay taxes, um, but ultimately they should come here legally. So I definitely do not think that is a good idea. Do you guys have any thoughts on that article? Good riddance to California. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree as well. <laughs> yes. Trump uh, should just stop funding that entire state. <laughs> I mean, Governor Newsom's off the rails. Uh, more tyrannical than not, if you ask me. <laughs> so. Yeah, they seem to be the state that is always pushing leftward and more like towards more, I guess, far left ideals. Um, we've been seeing that. So I, I'd much rather live in a state um, such as South Dakota. And we're going to leave it on that. And we're going to leave this show today with Christy Nome's statement on how her state is dealing with the COVID-19 uh, Touch on the role of government in a crisis situation. In this country and in our state, we have a government that is run by, for, and uh, of the people. And the people have established national and state constitutions that place specific limits on the role of government in our lives. Those limits uh, prevent us from taking draconian measures much like the Chinese governor, government has done and what we have seen. There also is um, some limits that keep us from taking some of the actions we've seen European governments take that limit citizens' rights. Uh, our constitution ensures the citizens' right is protected. I agree with the role of the government as set forth in our state and in our national constitution. I took an oath to uphold these constitutions. My role in respect to public safety is something that I take very seriously. Uh, the people themselves are primarily responsible for their safety. They are the ones that are entrusted with expansive freedoms. They're free to exercise their rights to work, to worship, and to play, or to even stay home, or to conduct social distancing. Today and tomorrow, it is important to make sure we as a people protect our Constitution. Of course, we believe that the safety of our neighbors is as important as opening up the economy. But when is enough enough? Christie, governor of South Dakota, is one of the few governors that said it well in a previous statement. She said, we need to make sure limits are kept on government and that we hold up the Constitution. This, I believe, is a very important point. This is a time that is different than no other, but we should still remember our American values in the midst of fear. Until next time. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Anchor, share it with a friend, and always know your rights as an American citizen. Have a great rest of your weekend.